Hello and welcome. This is Pastor Terry, and I'd like to welcome you to my Bible study podcast. This daily podcast is a place where we take the teachings of Scripture seriously, but ourselves, not so much. Join us as we dive into the sacred word of the Bible, and each time we read, we pray, we change the world. Welcome to Pastor Terry's Bible Study Podcast. Welcome to today's podcast. It is Wednesday. Thank you. Wednesday. Just had a little uh, trilogy of sneezes right there. It's Wednesday, March the 15th, 2023. And uh, so glad that you guys are on. We are continuing our journey through the New Testament and specifically this week in in the middle part of the Gospel of Luke. And so we are in uh, Luke chapter 16 today. Uh, Spent a good time. Uh, had a good time yesterday in Luke 15, and so today, today, just moving right along to 16. Welcome, everybody. So glad you guys are on, whether you're on the podcast or Facebook Live. Uh, thanks for taking the time to uh, jump in God's Word together. You know how it is. We, we unscripted, unplanned, we just dive in and see what the Lord says and try to apply it to our lives and uh, make a difference. We say it this way, right? We read, we pray, we change the world. That's what it's about. So let's read it. Luke 16, let's see what uh, the Lord has to say today. All right. Jesus told his disciples there was a rich man whose manager was accused of wasting his possessions. Okay. So a rich man's got a manager who's uh, not managing very well. So he called him in and asked him, What is this I hear about you? Give an account for your management, because you cannot be manager any longer. Ooh, he getting fired. He getting fired. Give an account, because you're, I'm, I'm taking your responsibility. I'm, I'm removing you of your position. I'm uh, relieving you of your duties. Hmm. Good morning, everybody. Verse 3, the manager, so the one about, about who about to get fired, the manager said to himself, self? <laughs> That's not what it says. The manager said to himself, what shall I do now? Hmm. If ever you've is you know, some of you know that um, have experienced that feeling of being fired, um, or of being on the verge of being let go, um, and you know how that is, right? You you just you start asking yourself, what what am I going to do? What what do I go? Where do I go from here? What 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 you know marketable skills do I have? What are my you take inventory of your resources, right? What what kind of experience do I have? What kind of uh, knowledge do I have? What kind of uh, life skills do I have? What kind of uh, expertise do I have? What kind of you know physical skills do I have that I could you know that I've that I've I've gained? Um, and it's a it's a it's a sort of a desperate situation, right? Like okay, you know where could I get a job? Where could I work? Um, and so that manager, he's 
having that, uh, doing that little inventory himself, you know, as, as, the, as he's about to lose his job, he's like, well, what should I do now? My master is taking away my job. I'm not strong enough to dig, and I'm ashamed to beg. Okay, well, that'll, <laughs> that narrows it down. <laughs> so I don't, I'm, I'm not able-bodied enough to do physical manual labor, and I'm too proud to beg. I, don't, I refuse to do that. Uh, so somewhere in between there, I got some skills. <laughs> some, somewhere between not do, manual labor and begging, somewhere in there, I've got some skills. Obviously, he has experience as a manager, so he's people management. At least, but I guess he wasn't very good. But anyway, um, my manager or my master is taking away my job. I'm not strong enough to dig, and I'm ashamed to beg. I know what I'll do. I'll do so that when I lose my job here. People will welcome me into their homes. Okay. Well, he's like, but one of the things I do have, I have this position. And in this position, it gives me access to people. Hmm. And so, uh, you know, sometimes that's a really good lesson to learn, guys. Sometimes the biggest resources we have are the people connections we've made. Almost most people that I know that are in careers and in positions where they are really fulfilled and are thriving. Um, some of that they've stumbled upon themselves, but in a lot of cases, it's come because of a relationship they have. They met someone or they know someone, and through that relationship connection, they've got an opportunity and they are thriving. It's almost, you know, yes, yeah, certain, certain skill sets get you in the door, certain abilities, in some cases, certain education requirements get you in the door. But a lot of times it's about relationships. And so this manager, he says, what am I going to do? I, I can't do annual labor. I'm too proud to beg. What do I have? Well, this position has afforded me the opportunity to build some relationships. And so I'm going to start, I'm going to start, uh, <laughs> I'm going to start pouring into those relationships. I know what I'll do so that when I lose my job here, people will welcome me into their homes. I'm going to build some friendships, build some connections. So he called in each of his master's debtors. All right, so the people that owed the master money, and he was the middleman. He asked the first, how much do you owe my master? 900 gallons of olive oil, he replied. Man, that's, that's a lot of oil. I mean, that's a lot. I mean, I assume that's more. Um, he must be a he must be he must be a wholesaler, or must be like a, a provider, because a distributor. Because, I mean, how much bread do you need to dip in nine hundred gallons of olive oil? I mean, you know, that's a lot. Anyway, anyway, but he had he nine hundred. That's what he owed him, and the manager told him. Take your bill, sit down quickly, and make it 450. Cut it in half, man. You see what he's doing? He's building a relationship. He's, he's, making, he's making these people look favorable towards him. He's blessing them. He's building, building into them. He's, he's, he's creating a little bit of connection there. The manager told him, take your bill, sit down 450. Then he asked the second, and how much do you owe? A thousand bushels of wheat. Hmm. Take your bill and make it 800. Okay, so he gave him a 20% discount. 
boom, first guy got 50%. This guy get get 20% discount, boom. Give yourself a little cut here. Save yourself 20%. The master, um, the master commended the dishonest manager. Watch this. So the master gets word of all these discounts being given out. Um, and he says, uh, and he he uh, the master commended the dishonest manager because he had acted shrewdly. Now we hear that we're like, man, what shrewd? He's smart. He's being smart. He's thinking about, I have a limited time, and this is all going to come around in the main point, right? He's thinking, I, I've been a manager. I've been placed in charge of certain things for a certain time. I'm not going to have this position forever. So while I have this position, I need to be investing in the things that matter, the things that will outlive me in this position. Hmm. Maybe that's a word for some of you guys in a position right now. You're, like in a, you know, you're in a job, and you're like, what am I doing here? Look, don't overlook the relationships. And you may be only in that seat for a certain period of time. Maybe you wanting to get out of that seat and move on. But be sure that you're pouring into those relationships. You see, what the master commended was this guy's shrewd. He knows he's getting, he knows he's, he knows he's, he's, uh, he's, he's being, uh, he's going to be fired, but he's going to use the last, this limited amount of time he's got He's going to use it to invest in, in things that will last beyond the short amount of time he has in this position. And so the master commended him. He says, for the people of this world are more shrewd in dealing with their own kind than other people of light. Mm. See, the people of, people of God, we got to be wise, man. We got to be wise about the resources that we truly have, about the importance of networking and connection and building relationships and getting to know people. And using the the places that we have to help other people, to bless other people, to build them up, because that will we don't do it for that exclusively. But the truth is, often that will come back to us. That will come back to us tenfold. The the blessings and the help um, that we uh, provide for others. Man, I know a I know a story of I'm gonna, I'm gonna get the details a little wrong, but you'll get the gist of it. I know a, a, a friend of mine, a pastor out in Wyoming, when he was first in the church, and he, he was having a, a difficult, it was a difficult transition, surprise. <laughs> Leadership transitions in the church, difficult, shocker. <clears throat> Where do you think all this gray come from? Man, I had hair, I had a full head of hair when I came to Bayside, ain't got no hair, and I got a gray beard. I mean, but other than that, um, but anyway, he went there, and um, he was, wasn't there very long, and he, he was um, uh, on his way uh, on vacation. Before he went on vacation, he got a call from an elderly man who requested that he do the funeral of uh, his wife, his, his late wife, and the young pastor did so. Didn't think anything about it, um, did the funeral, and you know went on about his ways. And, um, but come to find out the, the, the guy was a multimillionaire and because of that act of kindness, the act of kindness of serving that family in that moment of need. And the young pastor didn't do it for any other reason than just it was the right, he felt like it was the right thing to do, but they ended up paying off the building. 
of the church <laughs> and paying it or a significant portion of it um, and with a, you know a very you know six figure um, donation uh, a high six figure donation and so but what, what was that was that about the, you know what was it? it was about relationships it was about doing something meaningful for someone and that ended up reaping a reward that was material but it was more than that it was it was a spiritual blessing it was a spiritual benefit but that act of kindness that act of re a relationship pouring into a relationship um had an incredible financial windfall associated with it does that always happen of course not but when you pour into people's lives right when we pour into people's lives and we notice people we care about people. We take care of people as we can. We are kind to people. We uh, try to build other people up, try to help other people uh, progress and, and succeed. It, it always comes back. It always comes back tenfold. And so the, the master is commending the shrewd manager. He's like, wow, this guy's, you know, he's a terrible manager <laughs> when, he, when, he, when he was securing his job. But now that he sees time running down, he's, getting, he's starting to kick it in gear, and he's acting wisely. He says the people of the world are more sh are shrewd in dealing with their own kind than the people of light. People of light, sometimes you got to think about wisdom, what works. I tell you, use worldly wealth, watch this, use worldly wealth to gain friends for yourself so that when it is gone, you'll be welcomed into eternal dwellings. Hmm. Use your worldly positions to actually help people. The, the positions and in the, in the, the worldly things that you're given, the material things, the financial gain, the financial blessings, the positions of power and influence, and, and, and positions at the table, different tables that you're able to sit at because of you know, the way you've been blessed. Use that to help other people because when all that stuff is gone, you'll find that there'll be reward on the other side. Whoever can be trusted with very little can also be trusted with much. And whoever is dishonest with very little will be dishonest with much. That's a fact. Some people think they get a lot of money, they start giving to Jesus. No, you don't know you wouldn't. If you're gonna give to Jesus with a little, what much do you think you're gonna give to Jesus with a lot? You know, if I had a lot of money, I'd tithe. Well, no, you wouldn't. No, you wouldn't. If you won't tithe on what you're getting paid right now, you wouldn't tithe if you made a million. Stop lying. You may give a gift, but it wouldn't be a tithe. You'd call it a tithe, but it wouldn't be a tithe. <laughs> but that's how it goes. Whoever is dishonest with little will be dishonest with much. Money is just a magnifying glass. It will just emphasize what's already there. If you're, if you're a good person, if you love Jesus, if your priority is in order, money is just going to magnify that. Now, it brings a, a, a certain amount of unique challenges with it, of course, but it's just, for the most part, money just is going to amplify what you already are. If you're a rascal, if you're a cheat, if you're stingy, if, you're, if you don't have faith and you don't put God first in your finances, Giving someone a lot of money ain't going to make them start putting God first. No, it's just going to amplify it. It's going to be even more dramatic. It's going to be more obvious. So if, you're, if, you have not been trustworthy, if you've not been trustworthy in handling worldly wealth, who will trust you with true riches? And if you have not been trustworthy with someone else's property, who will give you property of your own? Here it is, verse 13. No one can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other, or you will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. 
Money can't be your God, man. It's either going to either be God or money, but it ain't going to be both. You're going to pick sides on that, <laughs> right? The Pharisees, who loved money, heard all this and were sneering at Jesus. He said to them, you are the ones who justly who justify yourselves in the eyes of others, but God knows your hearts. What people value highly is detestable in God's sight. You're 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 uh, you're you're valuing the wrong things. The law and the prophets are proclaimed until John. Since that time, the good news of the kingdom of God is preached, and everyone is forcing their way into it. It is easier for heaven and earth to disappear than for the least stroke, the least stroke of a pen to drop out of the law. He's like, Jesus is raising the, uh, the value of the word of God. He's like, God's going to fulfill his law. He's going to fulfill his word. Anyone who divorces his wife and marries another woman commits adultery, and the man who marries a divorced woman commits adultery. This is a part of a, um, a longer discussion on marriage and divorce from Matthew, um, which talks about adultery and reasons for divorce. Verse 19. How much time we got here? All right, we're doing good. We're doing good. Verse 19. There was a rich man who was dressed in purple and fine linen and lived in luxury every day. All right, so he's feeling good. He's living good. He uh he ain't hurting. At his gate was a was laid a beggar named Lazarus covered with sores, and longing to eat what fell from the rich man's table. Even the dogs came and licked his sores. This man hurt. He ain't got no. He's like he's physically, uh, financially, uh, in, in every way conceivable. He's like the bottom, you know, bottom of the barrel. He, he's. Um, everything has kind of gone wrong. The time came when the on the in this life that is, the time came when the beggar died, and the angels carried him to Abraham's side. The rich man also died and was buried in Hades, where he was in torment. Now, what the beggar goes to Abraham's side, which presumably is a place of paradise. The rich man who lived an ungodly, unthankful life goes to Hades, which is a place of torment, and he could somehow see. So he looks, and he saw Abraham far away with Lazarus by his side. So he called to him, Father Abraham had many... No, that's all he said. <clears throat> Sorry. Those, those kid jingles just come flying back sometimes. You just I mean... That's what they're supposed to do. That's what they're supposed to do. They get stuck there, and you just start saying them when you don't even know it. Um, so he called to him, Father Abraham, have pity on me. So the rich man can see Abraham across the, you know, this, these eternal habitations. <clears throat> and he says, send Lazarus, who's, you know, at Abraham's side, to dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue because I am in agony in this fire. But Abraham replied, Son, remember that in your lifetime you received your good things, 
while Lazarus received bad things. But now he is comforted here, and you are in agony. And besides all of this, between us and you is a great chasm that has been set in place so that those who want to go from here to you cannot, nor can anyone cross from there to us. <clears throat> wow. So this parallels the previous story, right? This is, this, 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 there's, this is, this is connected to the story of the shrewd manager who only had a certain amount of time. And it's a parable of life. It's not about, yes, there's practical implications for, for, for your work and your job and your, and networking and connections and money and all that and resources and putting God for that. There's plenty of, but it's also a parallel for your life. And I, that we 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 are managers in this life only for a short period of time. Eventually, everything that we have and that we're in charge of, that we're over, will be taken from us. Eventually, we won't be in charge. Eventually, we won't have that seat at the table. Eventually, we won't have all the money or this money or this. Or, or, or eventually, it's all going to be gone. So, with the limited amount of time we have, what are we doing to invest in eternal riches? With all the things that we have, all the things that you've been given, all the things that I've been given. What am I doing that will actually outlive me and will prepare me for the life to come? That's the questions we have to ask. What resources do I have that I can be investing in eternal treasures? And this Abraham and Lazarus story is just illustrating that. Um, the rich man had everything in this life, but he thought it was eternal. It wasn't. He served money. He did not serve God. He served money. And the poor man who everyone thought didn't have anything and was the worst off. And in this life, in some ways, he was the worst off. But he had a relationship with God. He had invested in spiritual things. He didn't love money or the things of this world. He loved God. And so he, was, he when he died, entered into his eternal inheritance. And the rich man sees the chasm so he says, I beg you, Father, send Lazarus to my family. So at least tell my family, tell the others, warn the others that are behind me not to live the kind of life I did. Then I beg you, Father, send Lazarus to my family, for I, have, for I have five brothers. Let him warn them so that they will not also come to this place of torment. Abraham replied, they have Moses and the prophets. Let them listen to them. What is he saying? They got the word of God. They had the same thing you've got. They've got the word of God. So we're without excuse, right? Because we have God's word. Verse 30, no father, Abraham, he said, but if someone from the dead goes to them, they will repent. He said to, the, he said to him, even if they do not listen to Moses and the prophets, they will not be convinced even if someone rises from the dead. We all know what he's talking about. If you're not going to listen to the, the, the law and the prophets, you're not even going to believe Jesus when he rises from the dead. Hmm. Wow. Man, such a strong teaching today from the Word of God to put our priorities in order, to put God first, um, to use the positions and the, the uh, resources that we have um, to make an eternal impact. Um, 
We have incredible resources at our disposal. Those are not just material. Sometimes those are relational, emotional, and to use those resources to gain uh, eternal reward. Um, man. So who can we bless today? Who can we encourage? Who can we help succeed today? Not only is it the immediate benefit of seeing someone else prosper, but there's also, it will come back to us. It will come back to you. And of course, the great reminder to, uh, that we can't love God and money or God and anything. God's got to be first. And no amount of money is going to change that. God's first now. He'll stay first if you make a lot of money. If he ain't first now, he ain't going to become first when you make a lot of money. <clears throat> we put God first now. And, uh, and we only have a certain amount of time, right? That's the, uh, that's the uh, sort of clarion warning in this, uh, <clears throat> these red-letter words of Jesus, that you only have a certain amount of time. One day you will enter, and I will too, into our eternal dwelling. And we will, we will go to the place that we deserve. And we will, we will deserve it, not based on, you know, uh, anything else other than what we've done with Jesus. Have we listened to the one who uh, not only was the fulfillment of Moses and the prophets, but also rose from the dead? Mm. We want to put him first, and we want as many we want to let as many people know as possible um, how they can also be with him forever. Yeah. All right, you guys, let's pray. Lord, thank you for your sacred, holy word. Thank you for the, oh, the honesty of your word. You know, sometimes we, we chuckle and laugh and have fun with your word, and it encourages us and makes us joyful and happy, and sometimes it just convicts us and tells us the truth and tells us the seriousness of our position. And um, so we thank you for that, for the honesty, for the truthfulness of your word. God, we've all been given gifts and talents and abilities and money and resources and position, some more than others, but we all have resources. <clears throat> Lord, let us use those in a way that uh, will bring about um, spiritual treasures and spiritual riches. God, I pray your blessing upon my friends today. May you encourage them and strengthen them. Lord, may we each be wise, yes, even shrewd managers with all of the things we have been given. May we use worldly wealth and worldly position to bless people, to make the right kind of impact in other people's lives and for the glory of your name. Lord, I pray your blessing upon my friends, encourage and strengthen them, I ask. Whatever special needs they have, may you uh, just grant it in abundance according to your glorious kindness and goodness. In Jesus' name we pray, amen, amen. God bless you, my friends. Thank you so much for taking time to be on the podcast today, spending some time in God's Word together. Thank you uh, for spending some time reading and growing and being challenged today. God bless you guys. You guys are awesome. Have a great Wednesday. We'll be back at it tomorrow with Luke chapter 17. Hope you can make that. We'll see you then. Thanks for liking, subscribing, sharing, all those awesome things. You guys are the best. We'll see you next time. Bye. Thank you for joining me on today's podcast. I hope you enjoyed the show. 
If this episode has been an encouragement to you, take a minute to subscribe or comment or share it with your friends. You can find me, Pastor Terry, and Bayside Church on all social media platforms. You can find Bayside at Bayside Church SH. Until next time, remember, God's word is true. Everything else is merely commentary. God bless you. We'll see you next time.